Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. Okay, so today we are talking about Miles Morales, Spider-Man. No. <laughs> and I was, I was actually wondering where to classify this book, actually, because... I mean, obviously it's a superhero book and I don't know, do superhero stories usually fall under sci-fi or under fantasy or under just speculative? Like, are they kind of their own category? It probably is under its own category technically, but if probably someone was going to just go into Goodreads, this one would probably come up under YA fiction. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was an interesting though, even YA, like it is YA, the character is in high school, but it felt in some ways like a middle grade does that make sense like or at least like an upper middle grade like it kind of like walked this line between upper middle grade and lower YA because it really like there there is some fighting but the violence is very minimal it's not descriptive there's not a lot of blood or anything like that like there's a little romance subplot but it's really in that like crush early stages there's not a kiss like the climax of this subplot is just them kind of admitting they like each other you know like or even even that not totally like um so some of those things like made me feel like it was almost more middle grade or felt you know like I don't know it just was an interesting hard time classifying it well and what's interesting also as well is that it does have those serious concepts as well though that that are in there it yeah deep on a lot of things about justice about even systems. Yes. And it's funny because even as a comic type of story, the villain, like the true villain of the piece is held back so long. Yeah. And I, but I think it allows for this exploration of how it looks on the outside. Like there's a kernel of malevolent person, malevolent villain to it. But everything on the outside feels really real, yes. really um, like our world. Yes. And and that makes it interesting, too, because so, yeah. so much of that speculative element was kind of withheld and withheld and withheld. Really, the most speculative part of it is just what he can do as Spider-Man, yeah. which, which just makes him look like he's really quite cool and just <laughs> yes. able to move really in this really athletic or coordinated way and I think that actually made him feel more human more Miles Morales than Spider-Man you got to see a lot more of those details yeah and in this one he's 16 which if anyone's seen the film Into the Spider-Verse this kind of takes a different turn it actually rewrites history so it's not necessarily it's almost like an alternate reality type of Mm -hmm. thing where lots of things are similar and he's older, he's been Spider-Man for a while. So he's grappling with not, does he save the world? Does he use his power? But he's gotten to the point that he doesn't even know if he's making a difference in the world. Yeah, He's not sure really if anything he's doing has any impact. Yeah. And, and I think for the, you know, for 16 year olds, I'm like, yeah. That there's something there that feels really authentic to that growing up, kind of trying to figure out what it is you are doing, maybe even starting to do something and being like, does it even does, matter? Yes, yes, 
Totally. I think that's a really good point. And that is kind of um, those things kind of push it more into that YA category. It, it really does read very real, though. I think I think you bring up such a great point with that. One of my favorite things in this book was the way that uh, the author took something as complicated and layered as systemic racism yes. um, and put it into the context of something that is fanciful and, and that um, even a young kid can understand, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, because that he gave like a very clear villain to it and things like that, that obviously we don't have in the real world, but he still made it right. so believable and so real. And you could like, oh, I can recognize that. And yet, I don't know, like, I think it just allowed a really interesting opportunity. I mean, we talked before about how sci-fi and those like fantasy sometimes can allow us to grapple with hard things in a new way because they give us a little bit of distance because there is this little element of the fanciful to it. And I think this book is a really good example of that. Absolutely. And, and we're in Miles' head in those spaces. We experience it as he does. And as you said, some of the stuff that is said, I feel like could be said in schools nowadays. And some of it is meant to push that envelope of what could be said. Um, There are several moments where you're like, whoa, Uh, (laughs) but there are other moments that are uncomfortable because you could realistically Mm -hmm. hear them being said Um, and not contextualized. I think like just a, a phrase being said that just hangs out there and you're like, what is it you're, you're trying to even say? And yeah, I think looking at education that way, and even looking at the choices that are made on that level where someone has authority over someone yes. else, and it has an impact on that person's life, and they don't weigh the choices that they make taking that into account. Yeah. I, I think like that was mind opening in a, you got to see the actual examples. You got to hear stories. I, my, one of my favorite parts is the dad having his yes, like car. Me too. All the, yes. With all his friends and the buddies and like explaining right. all the experiences that they had each had. Absolutely. I loved that scene. And, and it brought it back like right yes. to the individual where you're like, it's not just a word. It's not just an abstract idea it's brought in and it's brought home. And yeah. even with like people that you're seeing interacting with Miles, that they, you know that there's care and there's, there's relationships there. I felt like it was such a subtle, right? Yes. Um, like what he does is so layered in there and it's not preachy. It's yeah. not black and white. It's so like, it teases out some of the gray you you get to see different sides of different um, moments, mm-hmm. even in Miles, where Miles makes several choices that end up having impacts on people. Yeah, and, and, consequences. He, doesn't, and yeah, yeah. he doesn't realize the, the extent to what he does, what yeah. he chooses to do. And I think recognizing those ripples too, that's powerful to see, okay, what is it that we do? every day. What is it that we choose to do here that may have an impact downstream that may have an impact over here. And then we just don't pay attention to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't hit you over the head with it at all. Like it's clear, but still subtle. And I think those things, like those moments where miles kind of makes choices that end up having negative consequences for him or for his family or for other people, like are also just lend 
like the, those also contributed to giving it this believable feel, right? Like, cause you're, you're 16 and yeah, you might ditch work for a girl or whatever. Right. And, and those are very believable scenarios and yes. very realistic scenarios. And yet getting to watch how those play out and the, the consequences they have. And yes. then the ways that people with a lot more power make choices that then have big impacts on him as well. And yeah, it was, I, I think it's one that I definitely will require my yes. reading. Like it just feels like <laughs> This was, it was a good book. Like it was good. It was enjoyable. Yes. Like it was fun to read, but it also just had so much um, good things to say. Like, yeah, themes that felt important or significant. Absolutely. And even like the parts with the dad and the parts with the mom, like one, I, I love the character of his mother. Like she is, she is like someone I strive to be with my kids and I'm not yet. And I'm like, <laughs> Because she has this empathy, but also like an expectation of what it is that he will try to do, even if he doesn't always succeed 100% of the time. Like, like she helps him get to that responsibility side of things without it being like this overwhelming weight. But his dad dad does too. Like, yeah, yeah, in different ways. But that's actually when he has him go out and help his neighborhood. Yes, yes. I loved that it brings it back down to the, we do not have to have superpowers in order to make a difference. And we do not have to have superpowers in order to help our community, help the people around us to do a small thing that actually means a lot. And I think for kids, even for Mm -hmm. myself, I'm like, that's, it's a great reminder of, we sometimes feel like we can't do anything, but it's like, no, you can't do everything. You can do something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I loved that, you know, like the relationships between him and his parents and between his parents with each other too, like just was such a great exception to the norm in why, you know, like you so often get parents that are just absent in YA, which makes sense, you know, like it's rewriting about a time period where kids are trying to separate. And yet this, I think did such a great balance of that where miles had moments where he's trying to kind of differentiate and figure things out for himself. And yet it was so clear that he still had this support system that was there for him. And I just thought that was a great, it was just modeled really well in this book. Yes. And there's like this crushing moment where he actually finds refuge in his home. Yeah. And I think, I think when we model something like that. We model, even with parents that have expectations of us, being able to come to them and say, hey, I am struggling. Mm -hmm. I think there's a power in that, in showing that when everything, when the chips are down, like ask for help, like seek that out. And we don't, as you said, in YA, often it's like, Oh, but they have to find their way out. And sometimes, sometimes we can't, especially for kids grappling with something bigger than themselves, something that they've made a massive mistake that's impacted someone else where they've kind of lost themselves. And I just think that was handled beautifully where he was just a kid, like for a minute and his family (laughs) didn't like, you know, they, they welcomed him being a human being in that moment. And I, I love things that get back to that kind of humanity, the, the, 
sometimes we need to ask for help. Sometimes we need support. Sometimes we need to go to our support system. Yeah. And showing that I think was great. And and showing friendships that I think also had kind of those really great support moments where, you know, sometimes one person supported one and sometimes they supported the other. It was, it was really well balanced. And I, I liked that, that no character felt like they were constantly lifting all the weight, but they were kind of jointly carrying it. Yeah, absolutely. I loved the friendships in this too. Like his roommate friend, but I can't remember his name, but he was just great. Like Gonky is his name and he is lovely. Like Mm -hmm. I want him to be my best friend because like, even though he encourages sometimes him to make bad choices, like you get the heart of who he is behind that. Yes. It was a great character as a foil too. like kind of just a relief, you know, a comic relief, but also kind of this, a little bit opposite from Miles in some ways, a a little more lighthearted, but he still felt so layered. Like we still knew some of the struggles that this, that he was facing as well and how those overlapped with or, or um, conflicted with some of Miles' own struggles. And I think even showing someone who is grappling with divorce, like from a YA standpoint, so many kids go through that and showing the struggles, but also the moments of being able to kind of find that love, even, even this in the struggle. And I, I also love that this story left things open in Mm -hmm. a way that feels authentic to when you're, when you're in that age range, like not everything gets tied up in a nice bow. And sometimes things still are a struggle and you still have to deal with things that are unfair that are prejudiced that are wrong Mm -hmm. and I think they did a great job of resolving the large issue while also leaving the ones that are Are still there yeah yeah absolutely it felt the ending felt satisfying and yet you still knew there was still a lot left to resolve and a lot left to figure out I, I loved that too I really liked too the the that the crush or the, you know, like, um, love story subplot was yes. so authentic as well. Like that yes. just felt so real to that age range. It wasn't this, like, we're going to be together forever. <laughs> this soulmate thing that you see so often in, in YA too, yes. which I love also, you know, we've talked about that, but I, I just, this felt so much more authentic. Like it, it's awkward yes. and uncomfortable. <laughs> and he's like, so, um, nervous around her and it, it's just, it was like adorable and endearing and like very, very sweet. Absolutely. And I like that it was awkward on both sides, that it wasn't mm-hmm. like the girl who was had it all together. Like you got that she is awkward too. Yes. Alicia is just a lovely character with yes. her poetry, her thoughtfulness, her words, and possibly her inability to then always, you know, I think she's better on paper than she is like speaking. And that was something that I'm like, oh, like I love that. (laughs) Having a character who they go through a very similar experience together and she's able to use her voice in a way that he is not yet comfortable doing. In fact, she, I think several times pushes him to speak up about something, to not accept things the way they are. And I think having like that character that she isn't just a love interest, like she comes into the story for, she brings in a lot of 
things. Um, yeah. And I think the well-rounded nature of her character is is why that kind of carries so much weight. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, she feels like a great foil. Like uh, yeah. she's a character that can kind of mirror Miles's experience and yet also be in a different place than his experience or respond to it in a different way that shows us kind of other options or other possibilities. Um, yes. Yeah, Hi. it was a great book. I yeah. enjoyed it. I, so, I did I also, too. I this is my second book I've read by him. I read um, Jason Reynolds. Uh, I think it's called Long Way Down. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. um, which also is excellent, and I highly recommend both to anybody listening. Um, Long Way Down is a novel in verse, so it's all poetry, but it is fabulously fabulously done and explores a lot of the same themes that um that Miles Morales explores I love that because you can get that element of poetry in even in this, this yes yeah. even though it's even though it's I love that harsh. that they had poetry yeah. class and he was forced to wonderful. write poems and didn't know yeah. how and was awkward about it it was great it was beautifully done. yes <laughs> so if you're looking for a younger YA um or a book for your kids. We highly recommend this one. It's fabulous. I will definitely be having my, my 12 year old read it. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you keep reading, keep writing and keep putting your work out into the world. If you did enjoy this episode, leave us a review because that would be just lovely. Thanks so Yay. much. <laughs> we love you. <laughs>